Good morning, Buffalo. I am your host and radio personality, Ari Nicole. And I am Kyle S. I would be your third voice, Brian Dudeman. Buffalo, we have just one question for you. Are you up? I know that I am. We know what you might be thinking. What exactly is the Buffalo You Up podcast? Buffalo You Up podcast is a weekly episodic series where we examine the Buffalo culture. We bring on Buffalo artists. These artists can either be writers, poets, musicians, audio designers. Basically, if you're a Buffalo artist in any capacity, we bring you on and we discuss what products you have going on that we try to help make Buffalo a more creative, unique, interesting area for everybody to collaborate with each other in. We feel like there's a lot of talented Buffalo artists out there who are slaving away and haven't gotten their true 30 minutes of fame yet. We want to help them be discovered and get to their destination. So we bring them on this podcast to help them promote their work and let everyone know where they can be seen. So without further ado, I am your third voice, Brian Dudeman. I'm Ari. I'm Kyle. And welcome to the Buffalo You Up podcast. Good morning, Buffalo. You are listening to the Buffalo You Up podcast. I am your host and radio DJ, Ari Nicole. That is A-I-R-Y, air, just like the air you breathe. And why at the end? It's worth it. And I would be your other voice, other personality, Brian Dudeman. This week on the Buffalo Yo podcast, we have a very special guest. We have my friend James. Thank you very much, Dudeman. Very happy to be here. We're happy we finally got you on. We have so much going on. I couldn't even hang out with you. We're like best friends. So I haven't been able to hang out with you in like two weeks. <laughs> Are we getting personal immediately? You say two weeks like it's a long time. This maniac, every day, I like getting like five, six, seven text messages from him. It's like, James, Jamesy, James, why don't you love me? James, okay, can we do this? What about next Thursday? Next Tuesday, James? And I, and then the next day, James, why didn't you respond to me? And my response is because it was so much. Your love is so much. And I'm just trying my <laughs> best to keep up, man. All right, so the way that we introduce this show is we always have 20 questions, right? Just get to know your questions, you know. Uh, sometimes people can call this the polar bear game because how much does a polar bear weigh enough to break the ice? So, James, we both went to high school together, right? You're a part of a bunch of different clubs. Your favorite club of high school, was it Ryers Guild or was it Gaytree Alliance? Oh, that's a tough one. They spoke to really different parts of me. I, I got to just go, I just got to shoot from the hip and say... Uh, Gay Straight Alliance. Did you guys do like any kind of charity work? Uh, yeah, so the Gay Straight Alliance um, is founded, and there is controversy over the name now because um, for the same reason why when people bring uh, like straight pride flags to uh, um, pride events or when they bring ally flags, it kind of just serves as a giant no homo <laughs> above the entire event. But uh, the GSA did plenty of outreach work and uh i think it's it's just most important effect was although we did do charities and fundraisers it was a home for a lot of kids who didn't have one and which i really appreciated i was one of those kids second question plaid or would you basic tea uh it depends on like the situation are, the, are these questions just off the top of the head are you just gonna like look at me and invent questions on the spot is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. I just, I will be prepared to give sillier answers. See, yeah. you're replying to the questions the same way I replied to the questions. What's the, like, yeah. why are you asking me this? So, yeah, my, my grandparents were killed by uh, Joseph Plaid um, and his uh, his partner in crime, Platimir Putin. Platimir, and so I, I came to Platimir one day and I enacted revenge and I skinned him. And so you'd think with what he did to my family, why do I wear this shirt? 
It's to basically show Platimir and his entire yeah, gang who's yeah. boss. Yeah, it's his flesh. Uh, Netflix or Hulu? <laughs> <laughs> you know how lame these questions are. Okay, Netflix or Hulu. So no HBO, just these two. Yes. Uh, Netflix, stronger originals. When you're watching Netflix, movies or TV show? Uh, I rarely, I rarely have time to watch anything on there. Um, but I, I'm more a TV person than movies. I don't watch very many movies. You know what's cool is that when I had my other host here, he was actually able to keep count. So I have no idea what number we're on. And I love that. I love that yeah. spot in 80. Without riveting these questions are, yeah. I've yeah. been keeping very careful count. So we had, um, <laughs> why are you gay? We had, uh, why are you wearing that shirt? And then we had uh, Netflix or Hulu. So I think those are the three, right? And Oh, that you said, I thought that was a follow up, but that's question number four. So we are on question number five. Hit me with the hard facts, man. All right. So question number five, what has been your favorite festival to like when, cause you're, you've done a lot of different short films. So what has been like your favorite one to like kind of participate in? It's really interesting. Uh, the, although I've done the Buffalo 48 hour film festival, as I understand you have Ari. I've won the Buffalo 48 hour film festival. I've won the Buffalo 48 hour film cool. festival, best film and best song. Uh, it was um, it was the, it was the holidays uh, four years ago. Oh, of course, one of the years that I wasn't competing. Probably Ooh, you would have wiped the floor with me. I mean, yeah, well, like, you're the you're the Alec Baldwin, and I'm like the 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 scrumbo Baldwin, the like schlum, the, the whatever the sibling is. I'm 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 Craig Baldwin in this situation, and so thank you for like stepping out that year so well, I could like, have Alec a turn. Baldwin actually, um, sponsors my friend's theater, Road Less Traveled. Yeah, Road Less Traveled. That's your friend's theater. Yeah, I know he sponsors that, and the uh, reason why he is such a big sponsor up here is his mother still lives around these parts um she refuses to move because of Wegmans that's her reason she loves she's she loves Wegmans as should we all it is awesome oh okay so first of all I actually I didn't give a direct answer to the last question the the Fredonia Film Festival which I was a um judge and and helped sort of uh get going we had amazing films we had actually across the country like Iranian uh, film students submit this year and they were fantastic. One of them took home the prize. And our, our theme this year was bridging the divide. And so to see that happening, I was like, heck yeah, it was great. Okay, question number six. Of the different positions that you've worked with, because I believe that you have written before, you've acted before, uh, I'm sure there's a countless other ones I'm forgetting. What has been like your favorite position when it comes to like either film or theater? And then the next question is going to be film or theater. Yes. Um, so in college, I was a triple major. And it was acting, English, and women's and gender studies. Uh, I feel like there gets to be a, a point in our lives where we need to um, kind of think, what are we the best at doing? What are we very good at doing? And, but then when are we our truest self? And I think I, I writing comes very easily to me. And maybe I am my truest self there. But I think why I enjoyed getting into acting was that, although there was plenty that came easy with acting, um, it was a lot that was hard too. A lot of the stage combats. I'm a I'm a big guy. Learning how to do a handstand was extremely liberating, but really difficult. And so um so if I had to if I had to settle on something, I would probably say uh, I'd say writer. Okay, and then the follow up to that was because you've done both film and theater. So theater or film? Oh, theater. Theater is an actor's medium for sure. Film's a director's medium. I, I know it's an old platitude, but I think it's pretty true. I agree. Yeah. Yep, I have a degree in theater. There's nothing like it, yeah. I mean, for theater, you need to memorize that entire script, everybody's roles, including your own. Mm-hmm. For film, you can be handed the page on set and say the line by line, and 
if you mess it up, you can do it again. Yeah, you can do it 20 times if you need to to get it right. You only got to get it right once, but in theater, you always have to get it right. Which is good. It pushes you to be a doper actor. It's easier to get things right in film when you have chances to do it over. Absolutely. In theater, you don't have chances to do it over. You want every time to be perfect. Yes. Yes. But then not being able to do it over leads to some pretty fun, like, covering instances that I greatly enjoy. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to get too distracted from these because I could go off on tangents with Ari all day. Isn't she just the best? Isn't she the best to have around? She is. I look right. at her smile right. and I'm like, oh, I'm home. What kind of roles have you done? What's been your favorite role for theater? High school, I got into theater because I think it, it allowed me to be anybody but myself. It allowed me to explore new things. I was so kind of paralyzed by the experience that I had had um, with my father and with uh, the situation I was from, pretty in intense poverty, unstable housing, drugs, alcohol, abuse, that every time I looked in the mirror and I saw elements of my father in me, I did not. I did not want any part of it, and so I got out of there. And then I got to have fun being somebody else. And But then going to uh, college, I went to SUNY Fredonia, which is a really competitive theater school. And it's one of those um, situations in which there are plenty of people who are brilliant actors, br brilliant singers, who uh, go their entire time at Fredonia, and their senior year they finally get a role as an extra in a musical or something like that. And so I was really prepared. I'm like, okay, I guess I gotta be on my grind. If I never get cast in anything, it's fine. And I got incredibly lucky in that um, after my first year, I got a really wonderful role every semester like clockwork. But it was because I found that I had a type uh, in college and that type was strong, powerful, abusive father figure. It was something that I could tap into. I was able to grow facial hair and have a deep voice, and it was something I kept getting tossed. And so um, in terms of what my favorite role was there, a lot of those fall into that pot, so much so that I think I could put them together. And I, a lot of good was accomplished there. Spring Awakening, a lot of people love that musical. I was the male lead there playing all the male adults, which is great, but it's less fun playing 13 different pedophiles and, and child beaters. Um, but I, th I think the, the, the favorite show that I did was, um, it was a, what to yeah, my favorite show was The Laramie Project. My favorite show was The Laramie Project. So it's the story of a young boy named Matthew Shepard. It's kind of like the seminal American hate crime. This young gay boy was basically kidnapped, beaten, tied to a fence, and left to die. And his, his mother actually visited the school that year. And it was something where I was still very young in my career. I had a lot of growth to do, but I felt so blessed to be able to give that story. We did it in the round. And so getting to look at people and give the monologues of his father at the sentencing hearing was something where I finally felt like that was home. That was what art felt like it should be to me. And I felt really lucky to be there. Question eight, film. Film. I've just done less film, but my favorite thing by far is uh, I was hired by a company called Dwarven Forge to <laughs> go down to New York City. And my favorite pastime is Dungeons and Dragons. You know this. Um, and I was hired by them, and they team up with uh, the company that makes Dungeons and Dragons, and they dressed us in full makeup and costume. You can look it up online. Uh, it was called Descent into Doom on the Dwarven Forge YouTube channel. And so they had me as this really a large orc named Rufus Crumblesome. 
And Rufus was a uh, basically extremely submissive orc. So he was a paladin. He started out as a pirate at first with his captain. And so he would say things like, remember, captain, we need to be friend before we be head. And uh, all, all these things of this, this orc who's very big, very powerful, but a total sub to any, like powerful force especially a woman who like came in there that he could be like okay mom i'm gonna take care of you it's gonna be great <laughs> and uh by far my favorite thing uh, my uh they they even sculpted tusks for me and it was just oh it was a dream so favorite film thing was that for sure okay. uh james i'm sorry to cut it off here but we do have to hear a word from our sponsors we'll be right back we have more questions for james Hey there, everybody, it's me, Reno Sweeney here from Lake Erie Treasure Trackers. Cast out your net onto the beautiful waters of Lake Erie to find many fantastic baubles, teas, and tinctures. Here on the rocky shores of Lake Erie, we look for metal and treasure using both metal detectors and our peepers. Oh, what's this? A set of old used needles. Hmm. Hmm, I can still taste some smack on the tip. Oh, what's this? A crushed can of Four Loco? <coughs> Mmm, oh, there's still a bit left. I'm feeling a little lit. Am I right, fellow millennials? Oh, look, an, a pile of old Nickelback and Grateful Dead cassettes next to a full set of tires and an entire old refrigerator? Only here on the shores of Lake Erie. Oh, what's this? A dolphin choking to death on an old plastic bag from Wilson Farms. Allow me to save you, oh, dolphin. Ah, yes. Here at Lake Erie Treasure Trackers, we truly do aim to serve the community. Just find us on the shores of Lake Erie. I'll be rowing around in my canoe, screaming, Excelsior! Back to the show. Thank you so much to Reno Sweeney Treasure Trackers for sponsoring the Buffalo U.A. podcast. We are here with James, and we are continuing where we left off from our 20 questions. I think we're on, like, question 10 or something. James, what has been your favorite D&D role? Uh, I love orcs in general. When you say role, do you mean like uh, what what kind of fighter, what kind of person? Uh, what, what do you mean? Yes. That's complicated because I'm, I mostly am a dungeon master. And so dungeon master is somebody who plays all of the uh, characters that are not directly players and kind of like drives the story along. And so um, I like playing a whole bunch of characters, really anything you could imagine in the big fantastical world. Question number two. 12 i'm gonna i'm gonna say 12 question number 12 all right so <clears throat> if you could direct any theater production any theater play what would you want to do the honest answer is something i haven't even dreamed of yet i feel like um I'm, I'm still working on my path to becoming like the person i need to be to make my uh dreams come true i'm still trying to like fulfill my own potential and so maybe this is like a little too dumb and philosophical but uh I feel like there are there's stories in me and stories that I want to tell that aren't quite there yet. And when that point comes, whether it's directing it in a small black box theater or you know some giant proscenium stage, uh, that that's what I want my art to be. That's what I want my expression to be like. Okay, question number thirteen. What has been your favorite like theater production to do? Like like where at? Like like I know you've done one in Fredonia, you've done one in Hamburg. Like where has been like your favorite spot to have done a, like a play? I think uh, we actually we used to have a community theater company here called uh, Hamburg Theater Under the Stars, and it was on that big stage by Main Street, and that was a, it was a huge crowd. It was like two thousand people every performance, which was great. Um, 
But there was just something about that and being literally right here in the community that was pretty special, and I was pretty grateful to have that. Okay, question number 14 is if you could any actor at all collab with on a project, who would you want to write for? I don't know if this is the definitive answer, but uh, I have this buddy named Nico. But he's the type of guy where he is this. Um, he, he has like a, a Christian Slater like energy, where he's um very brilliant and he has all of this uh, 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 amazing energy and focus, and he's just the most unique voice and character actor, and he's a dancer and he's great. But you must know better than anybody that there are so many great actors who just don't get that defining role. And he's the, that guy. And he's that guy where every time he's that brilliant character actor. And I have a couple of friends like this, but Nico is the one who's coming to mind where I would love to find the right spot to like let him shine. Because a lot of actors, people think like, oh, well, they're just weird. They have a weird energy. But I think if that's the case, you need to find how to respect that and harness it and see that potential of just like, okay, well, just because they don't sound like whoever the biggest actor is, that doesn't mean that they can't do something really brilliant with a big, meaty role. Question number 15, right? So if there's any kind of film that you're into, right, comedy, drama, mm-hmm. horror, what kind of film project would you want to hopefully work with next? Uh, yeah, I'll give the same answer to both, and we can get some time out of the way. Yeah. I don't care about genre. I don't. Yeah, a great drama, a great comedy. Um, as long as you're not maybe doing them back-to-back too often. Like, too many comedies can start to feel vapid, too many dramas. You can just want to have a case of the kablooies. And so it's good to find balance. So genre, I, I pass on that, if that's okay. I, I, it's not a big deal to me. Okay, okay question number 17, then, because we skipped 15, 16, because I, I said the same for film and theater, so 15, 16. So 17 would be the next one. So if you could revive any TV show for one season, what would it be? Oh, my God. Oh, wow, that's a good one. Santa Clarita Diet was just canceled, but if I'm talking about a show that I think would keep having a lot to say even now, I would go Boondocks. Question number question number 18 is, do I look fat in this? <laughs> <laughs> no, but even if you did, it would be beautiful because I'm all about health at every size, and I'm all about complimenting my beloved dude man. Thank you. Question number 19 if you could go back in time to any decade, 80s, 90s, 2000s, and you could record this rap artist, who would it be? It's so weird. The time question's weird there because almost everyone's like still alive right now. I mean, I know rappers die more frequently than uh, opera singers, but like, who would I collaborate with? Um, uh, I would go with Aesop Rock. Actually, no. Let me uh, let me go. With someone who makes like uh, funkier music, uh, JPEG Mafia. Question twenty, so we can get this over with. So, which movie, since we're gonna be hanging out soon, so since we're best friends, and also since I could give a plug to this one, which film would you want to go see next? Oh man, are we seeing uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood soon? Yes, we are. We're seeing my boy Quentin. Also, James, thank you so much for being so patient. I know that was painful, man. Thank you so much for dealing with me. Um. So after the 20 questions round, what we usually do is we have a uh, moment where the guest gets actually asked one of the host of questions. So do you have any questions for either me or Ari? Uh, Ari, because you you haven't talked enough, and I'm dealing with th- this goofball over here. I haven't? Normally people tell me I talk too much. Wow, well, you are awesome. Well, I can't get enough of it. So um, if you, if you uh, could only have one condiment for the rest of your life, now I'm talking like this could be a salad dressing, this could be mustard, this could be like mayonnaise, this could be vinaigrette, but it's the condiment for the rest of your life. No other condiments. What, what condiment are you going with? Hot sauce. I got to have my hot sauce. I carry hot sauce in my purse. 
Okay. Yes. And now I have a question for you. Yeah. All right. Which is gonna we're gonna you know bring up another since you had to ask me a question, I have to ask you a question. All right. So you are the director of a production of Phantom of the Opera at Art Park coming up this summer. And they are expecting to sell out on Friday and Saturday for both the matinee and the evening productions. How many Fresnels do you use to light the proscenium theater so that everyone in the back rows can view the entire show? Uh, I would use zero because if you're buying backseat tickets, then you're a dirty peasant that is not allowed in my bourgeois fritard. I mean, you still want at least a couple of lights. No, I want them to trample. I want the lowly masses. I want the lowly masses to trample themselves to death in the dark, so that only the one percent can reign. So no lights whatsoever. They can imagine how the actors look. We'll save money on makeup and costumes that way. Phantoms a lot scarier in the dark. <laughs> you guys, I am so sorry to cut it off here, but we do have to take a word from our sponsor. We are here with James Lillen, and we're going to be right back after these words from our sponsors. Thank you so much for listening to the Buffalo Leo podcast. Hey there, everybody. It's me, Jeff Scrompopolis from the local Western New York Anarchy Party. Here telling everybody that we need to kick Byron Brown out of office. I will be your next mayor of Buffalo. I believe that plenty of people say we should raise the mileage on the Skajakwita, but I'm the only politician brave enough to say that we need to raise it to 90 miles an hour. I want to see flames on the Skajakwita, all right? I want to see flames and carnage. I believe we need to legalize drag racing down Delaware Avenue. We need to make stop signs and traffic lights suggestions. We need to turn traffic circles into interlapping traffic Venn diagrams with multiple circles going in and out that people are going to have to guess their way through. We need to fill potholes with acid and quicksand to make Buffalo more metal. It doesn't matter if you're riding on your Razor scooter, Heelys, or a moped. You're going to have to go through hell getting through the city. We need to make the Skyway one lane going both ways with no bumpers so people have to feel it out. This isn't bowling as a five-year-old. We need to be 500 feet in the sky with nothing protecting us. We need to value our city and value our metalness. Make Buffalo metal again. Make all the one-way streets go both ways with no indicating signs. Fill them with blood. This is Jeff Scrumbopolis for the Anarchy Thank Party. Thank you so much to Jeff Scrumbopolis for sponsoring the Buffalo Yule podcast. We are here with James and so now we like to switch things up. We have this segment called Where to Find Me, where basically we have the guests talking about what they have got going on in Buffalo and where people can find them. So, James, what do you have going on right now? Uh, this fall, I'm going to be the interim director of the Playground Academy out in Fredonia. Uh, Fredonia is a beautiful city, a uh, beautiful town, I'm sorry. Fredonia is a beautiful town. And uh, the Playground um, Academy is a academy for uh, students who are younger, thinking like early high school and middle school age, who are interested in learning uh, improv and filmmaking. And we have some amazing films that we make with the kids. And so that's what I'm doing a bit um, next semester after my day job. And uh, kids are amazing. So if you have any young ones in your life or young ones that you think might be interested in that, please visit us at theplaygroundacademy.com. Uh, it's extremely great pricing for it, too. It's very affordable for anybody here in Western New York. So check it out. Yeah, uh, the other thing I want to say, uh, this is a Buffalo U Up exclusive. 
James, do you want to talk about our podcast that we're going to be working on soon? Very excited. DOA podcast is going to be fantastic. It's going to be me and you, and we are going to have a uh, great look at some of the worst pieces of media in the world, and we're going to have a lot of fun. James, is there anything that you're currently working on that you're currently writing right now? Um, I got incredibly blessed to be involved with adapting a novel. There's a novelist who lives out in Bemis Point, which is a local uh, spot. It's like a, a big destination during the summer. It's on a, a beautiful lake. Um, but it's this, uh, it's the story of this man named Kim, and it's a, it's a true story. It's his life. His wife's 17-year-long battle with cancer. And her sort of, um, her own experience with uh, faith and family and community. And um, amazing events happened. While she had this um, cancer, she... Uh, she, maybe I shouldn't, I won't spoil the end of the movie, but she survived car crashes, she survived immense family tragedies, and um, at, at one point, uh, when she was deep into stage four, and it looked like she only had a few weeks left, she went into the hospital, and I, I've seen the scans, um, she went in, and they thought it was going to be, okay, you, you have a little bit of time left, and the cancer wasn't just in remission, it was gone, all of it was gone, and so... Um, it's it's a really inspiring story. Uh, it is heartbreaking and funny and, and wonderful, and I was so lucky to be a part of it. Um, but that uh, it um, sort of deals with her story. I, I won't spoil the ending, what winds up happening, but uh, my process for that with Kim was I spent um, hours and hours in the town interviewing him, pouring over family documents, and then something like 100 hours with the different members of the community. And so it's it's... Although it is, um, it does draw from the book. It's really more just like a a piece of work that is uh, straight from the community. It's from the mouths of the people who knew Marsha, and uh, we got very lucky. I can't really step on my own toes with where we're at, but it's out in Hollywood. We just got a producer attached to the script, and uh, any further than that, I don't quite want to divulge. But NDA. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. Uh, but but things are looking quite good and if anything could bring more uh more film to western new york we're happy to get the west coast involved well i think that concludes this episode of the buffalo podcast i've been your host brian dude man i've been your host harry nicole and this has been the buffalo podcast thank you for listening to the buffalo you up podcast i am your host harry nicole and i'm kyle s and i've been your third voice brian dude man and this has been the buffalo you up podcast we are available on iTunes and Spotify. Please, if you haven't already, be sure to share this with your friends and family. And we hope you all have a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you all again next, next week. week.